When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Gather round, and let us listen to a tale. The tale of a young priest with a new assignment to a small town in upstate New York. Through the sacrament of holy confession, Father Ben gets to know the parishioners of his new home, including their proclivity for shoplifting, their frustration with pet pigs, and the truth behind the Christmas Mass incident. Forgive Me from Rogue Dialogue Productions is funny, heartwarming, and a treat for the ears, but the episode that really connected for me was episode three, when Shannon, now in her 20s and openly queer, finds herself back at St. Patrick's, face to face with the complicated relationship she has with her Catholic upbringing. The episode struck a chord with me, and I wanted to share it now with you. It's a bit more serious than some of the more comedic episodes, but it's an important one to me, and I hope you enjoy it. You can find a link to listen to the rest of the show in the description. I hope you enjoy this episode, and go listen to all the other episodes after this one, and be sure to let them know that The Wanderer sent you when you leave a review. Thank you again for my opportunity here at St. Pat's. It's been interesting, to say the least. I'm honestly still reeling about how things ended at Mother of Mercy. Please keep your eye on the parish there, especially Olivia. Even with my regrets, I am grateful and resolved by your continued grace. Thank you for the opportunity to help folks who clearly need it. Actually, on that note, I'm hoping for your guidance. I'm feeling at a bit of a loss with Aiden. He had a pretty bad accident and he's afraid to come back to the parish. His mother's asking me to snap him out of it, but I'm not quite sure I can help. Bad St. Patrick's. You aren't kidding about the somber stained glass. It's straight out of an Irish Catholic's wet dream in here. Jenna. Relax, prodigal daughter. We're the only ones here. Yeah. It's so strange. What? You know, I came here every week as a kid, and I don't remember this place ever being empty. I mean, there were a couple times it had just been me and my mom, but even then, Father Clem would be wandering about, straightening every last candle and banner. Where does your family sit? Over here. Oh. Well, I'm guessing they still do at least. We did for as long as I can remember. 
always second row, far left to center. Mom and Dad wanted to be right in the action, but didn't want to appear so arrogant to sit front and center. <laughs> God, you know, it's funny. I remember this place being bigger, more imposing. <laughs> I guess I was also a lot smaller back then. Didn't you say you were here every Sunday until you were 18? <sighs> yes, but most of my memories of this place are of being a God-fearing nine-year-old. Oh, and look at you now. Soulless heathen, living in sodomy and sin. Stop. Oh, come on. Uh, why? Nobody's watching. What, are you scared God's gonna hit us with a bolt of lightning or something? Come on. Mm. <laughs> no, it's not that. Kind of tough to be in the mood when there's a giant dying man bleeding out of his hands and staring straight at you. Not to mention the 40 judgmental angels literally looking down on us from the ceiling. Oh, come on. You know they're loving it. <laughs> Whatever. You're no fun. <laughs> Give me a break, Jenna. I'm in mourning. Think I'm entitled to be a bit of a drag. Shit. I'm sorry. I know this is probably a lot for you. Can't be that easy being here after all this time. Relax, girl. I'm only teasing you. Come here. I have an idea. Look, we'll have a little more privacy in here. <laughs> oh, I love this. Ooh, you, you can play the nervous, naughty schoolgirl, <laughs> and I'll be the dirty, sexually repressed priest. <laughs> Excuse me? What the fuck? Who is there? Hi, hi. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm Father Ben, the temporary pastor here. And you were what, spying on us? God, why are all priests such creeps? What? No, 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 no. I, I do anonymous confession at this time on Thursdays. I, I stay in here so folks can come and go at their own discretion. This is a confessional, after all. Sure, pal. Shannon, it's suddenly a little crowded in here. Let's get going. I'm sorry for startling you both. Have a good rest of your day. I heard you mention it's been a while since you visited. If you have any questions or want to talk, I'm happy to do so. Yeah, okay, thanks for the offer, but I think we're good. Actually... What? You seriously want to talk to this guy? Jenna, could I meet you back at the car? Go smoke a cigarette or something. If I'm not outside by 2.30, feel free to sound the alarms. I mean, if you really want to. Is everything all right? Oh yeah, everything's fine. Look, I'll be out soon. Okay, sure. See you in a bit. <sighs> sorry about her. She can be a little extreme. And I guess sorry for making out in the confessional? <laughs> all is forgiven. Uh, but maybe a little more reverence in a place of worship would be a nice touch for you both. Clearly, I don't expect your girlfriend to do the Stations of the Cross, but try to keep your role play outside of church. That's all I ask. I guess that's a reasonable request. So, what brought you in today? I couldn't help but overhear that this used to be your church. I'm in town for my mother's funeral. You're performing it tomorrow, actually. Oh, you must be Sue Thompson's daughter. Great woman, your mother. I am so sorry for your loss. Thanks. You knew her? Only for a little while. I've been with this church for about a month, but I was lucky enough to connect with Sue in that time. Can't say I'm surprised. That woman was obsessed with priests. Like minor celebrities to her. Did she build you anything? 
She did, actually. She gave me a model boat. It's beautiful. I keep it on my desk in my office. I knew it. She's so predictable. I swear those boats are her calling card. What kind was it? Uh, <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Uh, it's a, a massive blue thing with three big sails and I think a British flag. Ah, Destroyer. She must have been a big fan. She saves the royal military ships for her favorites. I think she gave the same one to the bishop. Well, I'm honored. <laughs> um, would you mind walking with me over to the narthex? I have a pot of coffee on that should be about done. Sure. Sort of weird sitting in here anyway. Feels like I'm in detention or something. Was there anything specific you wanted to talk about? I'm happy to chat with you for as long as you want, but I don't want to keep you from your girlfriend. Jenna? She's not my girlfriend. She's great and all, but we're just having fun right now. I told her this was happening, and she said she wanted to come so I wouldn't have to be alone. Honestly, it was nice enough to have company for the drive from the city. But it's even better because she actually understands who I am as an adult. Unlike anybody around here. Got it. Not to pry, but bringing somebody you're seeing to a funeral doesn't exactly seem to fall under the just-having-fun category. <laughs> you're not wrong. But still, we're figuring it out. And no offense, but I'm not going to take any advice on my relationships from a Catholic priest of all people. <laughs> Point taken. So it's Shannon, right? That's me. What's on your mind, Shannon? Well, I came in here today because I was nervous about tomorrow. There are a lot of people who will be around who haven't seen me in years. I wasn't ready to come back for the first time and be followed around by old Margaret's judgmental eyes. Coffee? I'm, I'm listening. Sure. Cream or sugar? Black is fine. A small part of me does feel good being back. But still, I'm standing here now and I'm not so sure everything's going to be okay tomorrow. Here you go. What's got you so worried about tomorrow? I'm not worried for me. I'm worried for my dad. <sighs> Shit, I'm worried for my mom. What do you think will happen? I don't know. People will start staring at me and Jenna, and suddenly this day honoring my mom is all about her wayward daughter making it all about her. My point is, as sick as this sounds, this is her big moment. I have to be there, but I don't want to get in the way. I get that. I do. Church after time away, especially your home, can be a fraught place to come back to. My one word of advice here would be, tomorrow is about you and your relationship to your mother. You need to let yourself process that in whatever way you need. If folks are spending their time busy thinking about how you're mourning, they aren't properly mourning themselves. Yeah, I guess. But to be honest, that advice sort of sounds like, be yourself. Who cares what the other kids at school think? I understand that it's easier said than done, but I mean, it's the truth. What do you think tomorrow will mean to you? Um, God, you know, I honestly don't know. I mean, of course it's going to be one of the hardest days of my life because it's my mother's funeral and all. But even that's difficult because she was in so much pain at the end. 
I would never say I wanted this, but... Say no more. I know how hard it is to see a loved one in pain. An impossible situation, but one we'll all experience at some point. The thing is, that's not even what I'm dreading most about tomorrow. Oh? What would you say that is? I mean, as far as closeted teens go, I had a pretty okay relationship with my church. I went to Mass on Sundays and even worked in the youth group. Things were pretty passive when it came to church. People were always super nice, and it was just an essential part of my life. I liked it too, even as a kid, having an hour to be quiet and let my mind wander. Then, after Mass, that feeling like you had done good just by being there. I really took to the whole charade. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. My mom was a big reason why, I think. She was that type of person who calmly catered to everyone else and had a big personality while doing it. I wouldn't call her stoic or anything, but calmly full of love. And when she said, you can be whatever you want to be, I could tell she'd support me no matter what. You were very lucky to have her. When you grow up with somebody like that, and church is clearly so important to them, it becomes important to you too. Church with my mom really embodied what I thought being Catholic meant as a kid. All are welcome was the quote that was drilled into me. Church is for everyone. That definitely sounds like your mother to me. Somebody who lived in the example of Christ. But I'm assuming things changed as you got older? Yes. How so? I mean, how do you think? I don't know. I got older, and by the time I was 14, I knew I was gay. I felt terrible about it, like any other Catholic terrified of an eternity in hell would. I guess I was lucky this isn't the most political of parishes. Old Father Clem wasn't the type to sit on the pulpit and preach fire and brimstone, but still, if any controversial topic was broached with the people here, you could feel them retreat. Even my mom. It was enough to make me want to curl up in a ball and die. That must have been extremely hard, especially at that age. I'm so sorry you went through that. Look, leaving for school when I was 18 gave me the space to learn who I was. By the time I came back home for winter break and went to Christmas Eve Mass, it was like... You know how if you have a cat, you sort of forget how cat pee smells? Then you come back from a long trip and you suddenly realize your whole house has smelled like cat piss this entire time and you were just numb to it. Well, I realize Catholicism is basically cat piss. Sorry. It's fine. Go on. I was planning to come out to my family that week regardless, but halfway through Mass I wound up walking outside to the front steps and standing alone in the snow. Mom came out wondering where I'd gone, and I don't know what got into me, but I told her right then and there. How'd she react? It was amazing, honestly. She didn't miss a beat. Said she'd already figured it out and was glad I felt comfortable enough to tell her. Said she didn't care who I loved and was happy I was in touch with what I wanted for my life. Basically, it was everything you'd hope for as an anxious 18-year-old. I'm glad. She was an incredible person. After I told her, we hugged in the snow for a few minutes. Then she said to me, like the good Catholic she was, we're going to miss communion. (laughs) I told her I was fine out here and I remember the look on her face. 
It was this mix of worry and disappointment I'd never seen before that night, but have seen over and over for years since. She walked back in and left me there. This is my first time here since that night, actually. Did your mother and you ever talk about church again? Yeah, it would come up. She was never pushy. She wanted me to be happy, but she'd ask if I wanted to come every time I was home. I tried to be respectful about it, but after a handful of years, I eventually snapped and headed out with her one night. What did you say? <laughs> what do you think? There are a million things wrong with this place. Do you actually need me to spell it out for you? The Roman Catholic Church is a racist, bigoted, greed-filled cabal that was all but founded on the idea of using religion as a means to oppress people. Shannon, Not I to mention the horrible things you and your clergy buddies have done. I may have had a fine experience, all things considered, but let's be real. I knew kids in my situation who are not so lucky. But the main thing I said to my mom was, why would I willingly go to a place where I'm not accepted? She pushed back and said, you know your father and I support you. You've known the people at St. Patrick's your whole life, and they'll love you no matter what. She just didn't get it. We always say church is about the people, but that's not totally it, at least not for Catholics. This is an international organization with rules, and those rules tell me that my identity is wrong, that essentially I am a sin. This whole idea of being loved no matter what, it's great that these folks are willing to overcome who I am and still love me, but they all know that in their heart of hearts, God will never accept me. You said that to her? Yeah. How'd she take it? She said she understood and left me alone about it after that. But I could tell she was still hurting. And I was hurt that she didn't get it. And if I'm being completely honest here, kind of hurt because she kept going in spite of how the church viewed me. But the sickest thing is I, I felt this sense of loss. I felt like at that moment, I'd already lost a part of my mom. I mean, the experience of love and community I had with her here as a kid was already gone by the time I knew who I was. But after that fight, I was fully walking away from the world I loved as a nine-year-old who didn't know any better. And now my mom's gone, and I know it's no longer about me not wanting to go. Without her, the church I'd want doesn't even exist. I can't be the daughter of my proud mother anymore. I'm just the heathen who'll never be fully welcome. So sorry, Shannon. Why do you keep apologizing? I... Well... I feel terrible. Your experience in the church has put you in these unfair circumstances as a person and with your mother. Sure, but you're kind of the town mayor of these unfair circumstances, aren't you? I agree that the church has some dated beliefs, and its history isn't something I'm always proud of. But I want you to know that, to me, you are accepted as you are, and I am positive that change is coming. Look, I appreciate the vote of confidence, but I have plenty of acceptance in my life without God at this point. Plus, not to call bullshit, but I don't think you can call yourself an ally. I mean, if Jenna walked in here right now and we decided to get married, would you do the service? Or would that go against the rules for you and your so-called liberal pope? Well, I couldn't exactly yeah, just... that's what I thought. 
I honestly don't even know why I'm telling you all this. Just do me a favor, okay? Sure. Anything. What can I do? When you get up to talk tomorrow, don't bring me up. All I want is to get through this day without being called out. I'm sorry, Shannon, but I can't. What? Why not? You literally just said anything. Your mother's wish has clearly asked me to mention you. I don't have a choice on this one. What did she say? You'll find out tomorrow, but she was obviously so proud. Your mom loved you so much, and it's clear she's willing to put you and I in an awkward position tomorrow to talk about it. Hey, uh, it's been a while. You okay? This guy try anything funny? No, it's cool. Let's go. Hey, Father. Thanks for the chat. We'll see you tomorrow. Of course. Thank you for coming by, and I hope to see you again someday later on, too. Yeah, sure. Maybe. is a Rogue Dialogue production. It was written and directed by Jack Marone and Bob Raimunda. Sound design, mix, and score by me, Adam Raimunda. Here's our cast. Casey Callahan, Father Ben. Natasha White, Shannon. Alyssa Otoski-Keim, Jenna. All of our graphic design comes from Sam Twardy. Did you like the show? If you did, go subscribe to it or follow it on your favorite podcast player. If you really enjoyed it, rate it and review it on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Forgive Me is a brand new show, so every rating and review helps out a ton. If you've got a minute, send this episode off to a friend or family member who might enjoy it. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on social media platforms by following at Forgive Me Show. This show is made possible by our supporters on Patreon. Look, we know money is tight in 2024, lots of people. If contributing to our shows is not in the cards right now, we absolutely get it. But if you are in a position to join in, we would appreciate it so, so, so much. Become a patron over at patreon.com slash rogue dialogue. You can get access to the episodes of this show a week in advance, as well as a whole bunch of other content that we have planned out for you. We've been posting something every week, and we have something planned out for each week for the remainder of the year. No matter what, thanks for listening. New episodes release on the last Friday of every month, so we'll meet you back here on November 27th, 2020. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. How much do you know about cryonic preservation? Cryonic preservation.
the preservation of human beings at extreme low temperature. You mean like like uh, Walt Disney? I swear to God, if you say anything about Walt Disney's frozen head, I'm hanging up this phone right now. Swear to me, you've never heard of the Red Valley Seabolt until I just told you. I swear. You swear. Could you take your hand off my knee? Look, Warren, if they're sending the butter wouldn't melt new boy looking for Red Valley, it'll be for a reason. Trust me. People are losing their lives in this company. We pulled him out too soon. He is awakening exactly as we planned. He's dying on me. We're all murderers here. Bryony, you, me, that doorman probably. Guy on the corner there with a the neck tattoo. I bet he's killed someone. Would you like to cut his head off? I'm sorry. The saw is funny. Gordon, why are you sharing this stuff with me? Why are you smiling? I don't know. I smile when things get awkward. Get in your golden bullet, pick me up. You want to go to Red Valley? You want to go to Red Valley? Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley. Red Valley is available on all podcast providers. Do you want to continue?